my name is Peter, I am your host, and I am the Stay Home Dad. Today I'm having a very special guest in the podcast, my good friend Diana, who is from Bulgaria. She lives here with her husband and two beautiful kids, one of which was in class with my oldest one, Robert. That's how we got to know each other, and that is almost two years ago already. And we're still here, so that's a good sign. Hello, Diana. Hello. So, obviously, the big one. You're from Bulgaria, and now you're here. Yeah. How did that happen? Four years ago, we came. My husband was working here, so we had to join him. Uh, I came with the idea that we will live here for a long time. That is actually interesting, because you are considered an expat, I suppose. But the average expat stays here for, what, maybe two years? But you came with the mindset for a longer plan. Yeah. Uh, for me, mostly, we wanted to to give the kids a good education. Yeah. A good uh, environment to live in. And uh, that's why, let's say, the period that we plan to stay is at least fi- 15 years. Okay, so that's primary school time at least, and then some. And high school. And high school as well. But uh, I don't see myself and Ivan here as adults, uh, as elderly people. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere down the line, you'll be leaving. To, yeah. And then back home? Beautiful country with a lot of sand, beaches and stuff like this. So not necessarily back to Bulgaria? No, no. Okay. You have a 12-year-old daughter. Yeah. And you have a five and a bit year old daughter. How did they experience the change? Because obviously the oldest one was very aware of what was happening moving here. And the youngest one probably a lot less. How did that go? Of course, the 12 year old uh, was uh, very sad that she's leaving her friends in Bulgaria. Because she was eight when you moved. She was eight. Yeah. So uh, for her, it was a big change. Mm. Uh, we prepared her with uh, the idea that she will talk in English uh, so that at least she can have uh, some basic conversations. Uh, But actually, when she came here, she was uh, forced to start speaking Dutch because uh, in this school that she was attending, it was learning Dutch, only Dutch, no native languages. Yeah. And she advanced uh, pretty well. Okay. She was... A star. <laughs> so, so the language was not the biggest barrier. Like, no. But I can imagine that, like you said, that leaving all her friends behind at age eight is quite a hurdle to take. Yeah. How did so she digest that? She's still digesting that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, the social uh, adoption here, ad- uh, adaptating period, yeah. is really hard for her. Okay. Uh, especially when you end up uh, in a group, in a class, where all kids know each other. From oh, yeah, of toddlers. course. And uh, there are also groups with friendships. uh, And uh, for her, it was really difficult to find new friends and to have her social circle. Because she was really like the new kid from the other country coming in. Yes, and the only expat kid. Oh. Only expat kid. Uh, So at the time that we came and we signed her after the language uh, school, we signed her here for the local Dutch school. She was the only kid uh, with expat background in the class. Wow. As different it must have been for your youngest daughter, Zara, because she started from day one in an environment that was new, I suppose, when she got here. But starting school 
was then easier probably yeah yeah for her uh, the language was uh, actually the problematic topic because uh, when we came here she was about a year and a half yeah and uh, she couldn't use bulgarian language uh, did she go to daycare here no daycare but this pointer spells out oh yeah okay so uh, uh, the dutch language was totally unfamiliar for her and it was a big mess in her brain <laughs> the only thing that she could do was uh, when she wants something to scream if she doesn't get it right away and it was the difficult period of two three years old kids with the kids puberty kids puberty yeah yeah, yeah so we we managed to deal with this uh, by attending speech therapists and uh, as long as she was learning Dutch, she started to communicate and understand things around her. Ah, so, okay. So she was literally a little girl trying to make sense of the world that was not speaking yeah. her language. Yeah. Ah, how's she doing now? Because now she's yeah. five and a bit. Yeah, she's totally integrated here. I'd Friends, say so. language, everything is okay for her. And how are you doing? Because obviously you didn't have to go to school, but you were also a foreigner in a different country, starting over. How did that go for you? Uh, first year, I didn't really realize that I'm living somewhere else because I was focused uh, to look for a house, uh, where should we live, uh, schools for the kids and things like this. Plenty to do to distract you. Yeah. And the second year, all these things were set up and I could focus on me okay. and all of a sudden I ended up in a situation with no friends, <laughs> nothing to do because... All uh, your stuff was done? Yeah. So it was quite difficult the second year. And what did you do? Because then you find yourself, you know, on Monday, kids are at school, husband at work and you're like, oh, okay. And then what do you do? Yeah. At that time I was doing nothing <laughs> than being <laughs> sad and depressed. But uh, this is not my usual state, so I just started doing what I like. Reading a lot of books, attending concerts, uh, participating in a lot of voluntary initiatives. And actually the third year was so full of uh, events and uh, stuff to do that I just decided that I need to cut some of them out. Otherwise, yep. I would go crazy. And that is the time we met as well. And actually, yeah. I remember that last last year, you were busy every time, every day, with everything. Yeah. But it's nice that you're cutting down then for more time for yourself. More time for myself and my friends, because I managed to build some nice friendships. And I really like that. That is important. Yeah. Do you think that gives you um, a feeling of... You said before that once you got the house and the school and everything settled for the kids, I can imagine those are um, very important things to feel settled. But having friends in a social circle is the other aspect of being settled. Did it, did it help you to feel sort of um, at home and like, okay, we've now really arrived because all the, the physical stuff is in place, but also the friends and the social stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, if you have uh, your own house, it doesn't mean that you still have a home. That's correct. You need uh, friends. So as long as the kids are happy and uh, you have friends and place to live, then you can just relax and it doesn't matter in which country you are. Yeah, that's true. I agree. 
Well, because we came here two years ago, also with a pretty much a blank sheet, right? And yeah, well, you're right. Once the house and school and all the things are in place, then yeah, you find yourself there, and then there's nothing. So then, indeed, the social experiments, if you want to call it that way, starts by making friends and feeling at home as well, rather than being in your house. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so Zara started going to school at age four here as well. Yeah. Uh, that's how our kids met and how we met as well. Um, so she's now about a year and a half in, almost two years. Uh, how's school going in general? Like you said before, she's fully integrated now, so friends and everything. But is do you find the school system for her any different than it would have been at home? At home, you mean the in, in Bulgaria? Bulgaria? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, quite different. What's the biggest difference? The biggest difference is uh, that here kids don't realize that they are actually at school and they are studying. <laughs> Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If the kid if the kid is smart with not no problems with concentration and stuff like this, yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, it was surprising <laughs> that she actually is learning something at school. But yeah, they don't realize. Uh, we we notice that she knows to to count. Mm. She knows letters. So She's learning stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for context, the the Dutch education system, primary school starts at four, uh, but um, that's group one. Group one and two is not really school. It's more play and learn. So yeah, yeah, like you said, they learn letters and counting and that kind of stuff, but it's not sitting at a desk making assignments and that kind of stuff. That yeah. only starts in group three. But in group three, when they start, they still don't have homeworks. No. And, uh... That usually starts in group six, five. Uh... Maybe seven and eight. Seven and eight so for sure. To yeah. prepare them for the high school. Yeah, because that's what your oldest daughter went through. Yeah. Because when she she came here, she was eight, so she started in group four, five. I think five. Five. Okay. Yeah, group five. She was there uh, for one year in the language school yeah. and few months here in the local Dutch school. Okay. So group six, seven, and eight were only in the local Dutch school, only in Dutch and all the challenges for her that can bring. But she did great job. She did great and now she's in high school. In high school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so high school is a completely different topic indeed. Uh, so she's been two weeks now, so not much to say probably, but how do you, are you looking forward to the high school period? Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you like about it so far? Independent. She'll finally start studying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking forward to that. Yeah, she's a girl with potential. She wants to do great stuff in her life. So that's good. Ambitious. Yeah. yeah. So motivated also. What direction is she going in, school-wise? Uh, or is it just general high school now? She uh, doesn't have to pick a direction. She's more technical yet. person. That's true. So everything with neuroscience and uh, devices that can help people that's not that. my strength you should ask my husband about this she, i was just gonna say she probably has yeah. that from your husband is she looking forward to it yeah for was her, it a bit scary uh for her it was uh, great because she will have the opportunity to be in a new social circle that's true she start from scratch yeah, new friendships and all the kids will be in her situation a few years ago hmm. and she knows how to do it. That's so true. for her it was 
piece of cake. Uh, not new. That's very nice. And so she's been there for two weeks now. Can you already see like a different mindset or is it still? No. <laughs> no? They are still taking it easy. Hmm. Although she's uh, in gymnasium, we are thinking that she will start uh, with the homeworks from the day one. No. No, they ease into it a little bit. But I saw her schedule this week and she's already having the first tests in her planner. So she'll get there. Yeah. But uh, it's still too easy. Uh, <laughs> just a few few words to learn, few uh, questions to answer. Yeah. And the first week they were actually on camp. That's true. To so, get to know each other, right? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, so no stress there. Stress was for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why was there stress for you? Because uh, I sent my daughter on a bike. For a camp to a new mission which is, to a new uh, life <laughs> which is 30 kilometers away and i and the phones were forbidden yep so i had no idea for three days whether my kid was there or not that is um, yeah new i was sure that i have one kid my younger daughter <laughs> for the other one i was not sure <laughs> well at least you have your younger one still at home but uh, this was uh the time that I realized that after a few years I will feel the same and she's not supposed to call me every time yeah, I'm home. She's I growing do, up? Yeah. It will be the reality. That's true. Are you, you find that exciting or stressful? Stressful, of course. Really? Because <laughs> she's, she's 12 now, but obviously the, you know, the teenage years are upon you. Mm-hmm. But you look forward to that, seeing her sort of grow as a person? Or do you like, are you a bit... Uh, it's happening. She's she's growing up. Yeah, I don't want her to grow up so she's quickly. She's still your baby. <laughs> Not baby, but yeah, I I feel the connection with her still very strong. So what do you what do you foresee, let's say in the in the years to come as she's growing up? Do you think that it will strengthen your bond or challenge your bond or how how do you see that going? I have no idea. Nice. <laughs> That's but good. But I know that I, I should not frustrate her uh, and I should support her whatever she wants to do. Uh, but of course with some boundaries. Some boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's going to test those boundaries for sure. Uh, I guess so. How does your husband feel about it? That she's now, you know, out of primary school, into high school? Yeah, up. let's uh, say he's uh, surprised and unprepared uh, with all these uh, teenage uh, <laughs> moods and slamming yep. the door, stuff like this. How does um, uh, how do you how have you digested moving here as a couple? Because we talked about the kids, how they did it, but how have you two and your relationship together? How has that changed after coming here? Oh, Has it strengthened your bond with your husband or you stayed yeah. the same? Uh, so in our life together, we were separated uh, quite often because of his job mm-hmm. or study. So for us, being on one place for years, it's something new and uh, we were looking forward. It's, Interesting. So for us, it was uh, something like aim in life. And we feel well like this. Uh, 
Nice. At first, it was a bit difficult for me because uh, he was tired when he was coming uh, home and I needed somebody to talk to. Well, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, hard at the beginning, but I wouldn't say more than a few months. Okay. Uh, and then everything went okay with our relationship. Everything is good nice. that's our place that's great so um what how would you say you were received here because you're from bulgaria mm -hmm. um, the area where we live is very expat focused in general so that is helpful but the i would say the main bulk of the expat is indian and korean how big is the bulgarian community here almost uh, no bulgarian community here in mirhoven mm -hmm. yeah but um, there is a reasonable Russian community here. Is that correct? Yeah. Does Is that helpful for you or not really? Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, all people with uh, whom I can communicate uh, are okay, welcome. Because you speak Russian. I speak Russian. Yeah. Or try to. But well, enough uh, Russian to yeah, talk the, to the Russians. The Russian-speaking community are uh, closer to our mentality. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for Bulgarians to to feel like uh, at home yeah. among this community. It's an easy connection to make. Yeah. Did you, when you got here, did you sort of look for people in the Russian or Bulgarian community or did you come here and be like, hey, I can be friends with anybody? Yeah, I can be friends with anybody. Actually, I didn't uh, even uh, imagine that I have Russian speaking friends. Okay. Uh, because um, actually, you, they are a big community. They have their friendships. Everything around them is settled. Yeah. So to enter just like this in uh, a bubble, it's not that easy. But uh, for us, it's helpful helpful that we have kids. And yes. usually, when the kid make a new friendship, then usually mothers. It's easy to connect to the parents as well. Yeah. That is true. Do you feel welcome in general here in in Holland? Yeah, or I just don't think about it. That's I uh, suppose that's a good thing. Yeah, because uh, this is what we decided to do in the coming years. So uh, in Netherlands, generally, there is no uh, like open racism or something. Yeah. Maybe some people are talking, but it's not visible. No, well, especially not in the area where we live, which yeah. is so heavily expert focused anyway. Uh, so for me, it's okay. Okay. As long as I have friends and they are sincere with me and honest, then I'm okay. So Holland so far has been okay. Yeah, and I also think that uh, if uh, the Bulgarian community in general has some uh, like a label of not being very, <laughs> how to say. Open. Uh, open, but uh, also... Uh, well received uh, because we have also some corruption levels uh, yeah. is high there, corruption is there levels. a lot of misunderstanding about bulgaria in general uh, what do you mean by this well is there um are there a lot of sort of prejudices prejudice about bulgaria when you say you're from bulgaria people are like oh sort of stigmatize as like oh former soviet or whatever incorrect perception they might have i didn't feel it Okay, so, that's good. Yeah, for me it's good. But I know that uh, yeah, some people in the past or nowadays are uh, 
uh, from our community are not uh, giving good name to our country. So uh, for me, uh, the, the solution is just be yourself and show that not all Bulgarians are like this. Fair enough. So, I only know nice Bulgarians, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. that's good. So you mentioned before that you did a lot of volunteer work. Uh, yeah. Some of that is with the international platform here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do there? So uh, last year I was organizing also Dutch courses. Yeah. Though I don't speak Dutch. Uh, a one of bit. the focus of the platform is to help people to integrate. Yeah. And uh, I do believe that if uh, a person wants to integrate in the community of the native people, then the native language is, is important. important. Yes, I agree. So the Dutch courses, also some events to create social uh, ground to meet people and uh, newcomers also for us as internationals coming yeah. here. It, everything is so different and we need like a translator not only of the language but also of the events, uh, holidays, uh, culture in general some, yeah some small things uh, in the daily life so it's expats helping expats effectively. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you think that's important to um, I, I don't like the term giving back to the community but do you, do you feel like since you are an expat that has been here for a while now that it's easier to help other expats because you've been through that process actually this is my motivation to be in the platform okay because I know how hard it can be for somebody from small community uh, to end up in a completely unknown uh, surrounding. That's why I feel uh, well when I can help somebody. What do you think is the biggest pitfall that people fall into when they when they move abroad, when they move here, and they're like, "All right, we're here." What do you think is the, the biggest thing that people underestimate or do wrong or? I think uh, it's uh, just the mindset. Okay. Uh, because uh, when I came here, I actually didn't realize that it's quite a big change. I thought, yeah, my husband is uh, beside me. I have my kids. We have enough uh, uh, funds to live. Yeah. So what can go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And then the challenging part started. Uh, what helped me was okay some people want to start their lives from zero Mm. from a scratch yeah so I have that chance and I started building on this base Mm. so if you have the right mindset I think all the pitfalls or challenges are just something that will give you more experience friends as well you just deal with it yeah well I suppose in that context it's really nice to have something like the international platform here where yeah, there's you know expats helping expats because then you're you're new but you're like oh these people have been through the same process as me and potentially speak the same language as me and that makes it all the more easy for the new people it's also experience yeah i've never been in a so different community with so different cultures and uh, for me it was uh, like uh, finally seeing what it is about from what I've read in the books. And now you were in there yourself. Yeah. Huh. All right. So what does the future bring 
with your oldest daughter now in high school, your youngest with another six years at least of primary school to go, what are you going to do in the coming years? I just uh, run with the flow. You run with the flow. <laughs> That's nice. So you're going to stay in I'm, the international platform? Yeah, I'm going to stay there. Uh, but I'm uh, focused more on the social part, not on the integration with the Dutch courses. Okay. Uh, I like the social coffee mornings that we are organizing every month so people can come and just chat for whatever they Meet want to. Meet other people. Uh, also with the Bulgarian school. That's true, because <laughs> you are active in the Bulgarian school. Yeah. Why is there a Bulgarian school here? Uh, Was it, that already here when you got here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, so last year it celebrated 10 years. Oh, wow. And uh, it's an initiative uh, from parents 10 years ago, uh, just to keep the Bulgarian culture and language alive with the kids. So is it an actual school like kids go there to learn yeah they do okay so what is language and history i suppose are big topics no only a language okay but of course we celebrate uh, our national holidays and uh, this is how we try to uh, get the kids known the bulgarian culture and history and uh, also the kids receive uh, officially recognized diploma from oh, wow. the Bulgarian uh, government. Okay. Do you think that's important? Because obviously the, where we live is such a melting pot of cultures uh, that it almost creates a new culture that way. But do you think it's important for people that come here to not lose touch with their, their original culture? Because yeah. I can see, for example, the, the Asian community has a tendency to do that. They really stick together. Um, you know, there's plenty of examples of whatever Chinese people, Korean people here that have been here for five, six, seven, eight years, still only speak Korean and only hang out with other Koreans. I think that's the opposite end of the skill. That's a bit much because then you might as well, you know, why, you, why are you here then? Uh, but do you yeah. think it is important to keep that sort of connection with your home country and your home culture? Yeah, I think so, because uh, we go to Bulgaria quite often. Yeah. It's nearby, so well, we... Well, nearby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, what is it, two and a half thousand kilometers? Two and a half hour by plane. That's so true, that's true. It's nearby. And kids still have uh, grandparents and relatives, and uh, especially with grandparents, you cannot uh, communicate in English. No. So at least they could uh, keep that bond alive. True. Uh, and I suppose, grand, especially grandparents, are living evidence of that cultural history. Yeah, of course. Of course. In Bulgaria, it's not like here in the Netherlands. You buy one house and then, yeah. You, you stay there. <laughs> one house, uh, it's uh, also not very common that you will uh, your kids will inherit this house usually the the heritage is big for the kids so they have lands or house or apartment they have something yeah so when you have a property in bulgaria then you need something that will keep you also like uh, ease your communication there yeah to stay connected and what I uh, have as um, pers personal mission is that uh, 
now Bulgaria is not the country that I want to live in. But when you uh, communicate with kids, when you teach them something, then you can uh, make this bond with Bulgaria stronger and they can do something better for this country in the future. Very true. Do you like actively push it at home? Push is maybe not the right word, but because I know that you were on holiday in Bulgaria mm-hmm. last summer. Yeah. And do the kids genuinely look forward to like, oh, yes, we're going back to Bulgaria? Or are they like, oh, you know, I have my friends here in Holland now and it's all fine. And oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going back. How, do, how, how does that work? Yeah, for my bigger daughter, of course, uh, she was looking forward. Because she has that history there, of course. Yeah. Uh, how about the youngest one? The younger, yeah, she will see her grandparents. And after two weeks, she's bored and she wants to come back. To her Dutch friends. To her Dutch friends. Uh-huh. So that's interesting, actually, that you have that that difference because I can imagine especially for your oldest one because she has that history there and those profound early childhood years that are mm-hmm. in Bulgaria and that probably makes all the difference yeah huh. of course but you uh, back to my question do you actively sort of put Bulgaria on the agenda it's like oh you know with the Bulgarian school and with going there relatively often like you said or is it something that you sort of hope that the kids will continue to do for me, uh, it's enough that we speak Bulgarian at home. Uh, so we don't actually need the Bulgarian school in order to teach them Bulgarian. Mm-hmm. And I also am giving some small tasks so that they can keep their level good. Okay. But uh, in the Bulgarian school, there is also a community of kids that like to see each other play. So. It's good for their social life as well. Yeah. But, but do not... you see a difference in that Bulgarian school between kids that are... I mean, your youngest one wasn't technically born here, but she's been here for probably as much as she can remember. Do you see a difference between those kids and kids like your oldest daughter that have that sort of original years in Bulgaria? Are, do they act different amongst each other too? I guess so. But um, this is something that you can feel when the kid you are between the kids and you listen their conversations. Yeah. I only see kids that are playing, uh, having fun and enjoying their company together. How about um, uh, language? Because I can imagine that your oldest one would speak Bulgarian with peers, with age, the same kids the same age. But your youngest one, I can imagine that she speaks Dutch with her peers. Is that is that true? If you go to the Bulgarian school. In the Bulgarian school, they are trying, yeah. uh, but uh, still they are talking in uh, Bulgarian, okay. in the Bulgarian school. Okay. Uh, actually, I think it's about uh, group uh, three and four when they start learning how to read and write in Dutch. Yeah. Then the Dutch language becomes uh, dominant. prior, yeah. dominant. So... Yeah, then the kids talk only in Dutch and we remind them, this is the Bulgarian yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Today to we're speak speaking Bulgarian. Bulgarian. <laughs> that is nice, actually. Uh, you mentioned that at home you speak Bulgarian um, and your Dutch is, well, not non-existent, but it's not on a native speaker level yet. Um, do you see any issues with your youngest daughter when she's starting to 
when that Dutch is taking over, like you said, after group three, when they're reading and writing, do you foresee any issues there? In the Dutch language or? Well, at some point she's going to come home and be like, yeah, um, how about this assignment? And you're going to go, uh, okay, how, how's that going to work? Yeah, we always have uh, our bigger daughter, which... Uh, she can help, of course. She will help. Okay. So we have plan B. You have plan <laughs> But you, you do plan on continuing to speak Ger um, German, Bulgarian at home? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Otherwise, uh, we can uh, teach them something wrong. And this yeah. is not the purpose. Do you think if you would stop speaking Bulgarian at home, that your, I would imagine, especially your younger daughter, would very quickly switch to Dutch as her permanent language? Yeah, yeah, she will. Okay, so that's good to keep it up. Yeah. So back to um, getting here and sort of realizing you have to build up a social life. Uh, you said you joined uh, the International's platform, Bulgarian School, so, you know, communities where you can actively do something and also obviously meet other people. Uh, I found for myself that a, a big part of making friends or at least meeting people to begin with started at school um, yeah, you know the, right. the, the drop off and the pick up every day uh, that's where you meet other parents and other kids and like you say when kids make friends then it's easy to meet the parents as well how does how did that work for you was it like a similar experience that it starts at school not exactly at school but in the poetry spells yeah fair enough and uh, the good part there is that the kids are too young to make play dates by themselves. So you have to do it amongst so, each other as parents. Yeah, and uh, usually parents are also with the kid and we talk and there are maybe two and a half hours when you can uh, discuss everything. Because the kids are playing. Because the kids are playing and this is the time where mothers can focus on their own. And one father. Me. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is step one, of course. Okay, what's step two? Step two is uh, finding enough people who like your hobby. Like, I like li going on concerts, listening to music. And then uh, it creates another social work. And it's uh, really great when you can share the moment with friends. Yeah. When did the... Um the the kid experience with making friends when did that start to take over was that with, when primary school started yeah yeah definitely definitely because uh, they are meeting more uh, kids there yeah and uh, in the poetry tales she had maybe three friends to play with and now her, full, uh, her week is full. Yeah. Every day she has a play date, and uh, she's, which is good. She's uh, trying to make new friendships. Yeah, because I remember for us it was, um, on the one hand, for me it was at school saying, you know, meeting parents that took their kids to school. But the sort of deepening of the activity, if you want to call it that way, started when Robert said, hey, uh, I made a friend in the class, I'm playing with this and this kid. Yeah. Uh, and then I was just, oh, well, maybe we can invite that kid to our house sometime. And then a parent would also come, uh, making a friend for me, potentially. Yeah. So for me, that was sort of the, I wouldn't say trigger, but it was a, a, a chance or an, or an opportunity to grab, like, oh, you meet a friend in school that you like? Good. Well, let's see if we can also get along as parents, which obviously doesn't always work, but it's at least a, a step you can take to, yeah. to make a connection. 
And also, usually in Bulgaria, all the mothers with kids or stay-at-home dads, which is also <laughs> something not very usual. Is that something that exists in Bulgaria? <clears throat> yeah, but... Um, not so much. Yeah. So we go to the playground. This is where we meet with yeah. people. But here, no. The playground play is empty. Only play dates. Yeah, which is actually a departure from when I was, let's say, in primary school. All the kids would just sort of bunch up and hang out at some field and play whatever, soccer. And the parents would be like, all right, kids are over there. And it's interesting to see the change here now that it is indeed, you, you make, you arrange play dates and mm -hmm. then you play one-on-one -on -one yeah. or one-on-two rather than that whole group. Maybe that comes later. I don't know. But as long as I can remember, at least in primary school, we would just all sort of bunch together and play at the field. Yeah, yeah the same, the same in Bulgaria. Now it's not possible. Because uh, the traffic is too heavy, also yeah. the, it's not very safe. It's different times. Yeah. Sad. Different times. Well, thank you very much, Diana, for a little insight in Bulgaria versus or transitioning to Holland and how, how that's different and how you've managed to do that. Uh, we'll be doing another podcast with uh, Diana in a future episode, so stay tuned for that one. If you want to know more about Bulgaria or about what Diana does here, uh, feel free to reach out either through one of the social platforms, our Facebook page, or the Anchor voice messages. For now, Diana, thank you very much for being here with thank me today. Thank you for having me. And for all your listeners, please share this podcast with everybody else, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Cheers.